What's up, YouTube family? Welcome to the Link Up Church online experience. We're so glad you've chosen to tune in. Before we jump into today's video, we wanna remind you that this channel isn't just for adults. We have content for babies in the Little Linkland section, kids in the Linked Up Kids section, and relevant services for your teenagers from the plug. So grab the whole family because we're about to get started. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss a video from us. And don't forget to share this video with someone who needs to hear an encouraging message. Let's jump in. So we're talking about life, love, and logic. Let's read our foundation text in Colossians chapter 3, 16, and 17 from the New Living Translation. And it says, let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all wisdom or all the wisdom that he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. It says, and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So, of course, in our recap, we've talked about the vision of Linked Up Church. And we know the vision of Linked Up Church is to connect people to God, family, purpose, and community. Point number one, my wife introduced to us. We've talked about uh, life already. And we left off last week talking about love or being rooted and grounded in God's love. And from there, we led off with Ephesians chapter 3, 17 through 20, talking about Christ has to have a permanent residence in our heart. And when Christ has a permanent residence in our heart, it shows up in the fact that we are rooted and we are grounded. And we learned that rooted means to be firmly established. How many of you know a relationship will show you how established you are in Christ? Ooh. Good and bad. But it will reveal and manifest whether or not Christ has a permanent resonance in your heart and how rooted you are in that relationship with Christ. And then that word grounded means to be founded or it means to be settled. So when Christ has a permanent residence in our hearts, it settles us, it roots us, it grounds us, and it gives us a firm foundation where we cannot be moved. And we got to understand the devices of our enemy. He will send wrong relationships, whether you're unmarried or married, to test that foundation. Yep. I need a better amen than that. How many of y'all have experienced that, right? When you're unmarried, you see it. When you're married, you see it. Let's pick up with where we left off. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians. Everything will be new information from here forward. 2 Thessalonians beginning at verse, or chapter 2, beginning at verse 13. And I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. And it says, we always have to thank God for you. So Paul writing to the church at Thessalonica, he's reminding them that he always has to thank God for them. And my wife and I, we want to say today that we, we thank always God thank for God for you all. There would be no Joel and Patricia Gregory without you all support, your love, your prayers, and we appreciate it. Thank you online, and thank you all that are in the building. We could not do what we do without your continued love, support, and prayers. He says, brothers and sisters, for you are dearly loved by the Lord. He proved it by choosing you from the beginning for salvation through the Spirit, who set you apart for holiness. Mm. Now, notice God chose you for salvation, and then he set you apart for holiness. That's so important for us to understand. 
Somebody say, I am chosen. I am chosen. By God. By God. And that's a wonderful thing. But how many know he also chose you for a purpose? Mm -hmm. And now he defines for you what that purpose is. He said, I chose you for a purpose, and that is to set you apart for holiness. Somebody say holiness. Holiness. Now, holiness is not how you dress. <laughs> holiness is not. No makeup. No makeup. Holiness is not whether or not your toes are out or your toes are covered with your shoes. Holiness is not the length of your skirt, although you should be modest with the length of your skirt. But holiness, by definition here, the Greek means purification and sanctification. And I want to go somewhere with this. I learned this in Bible school. Holiness is something that God does for you. You receive his holiness at salvation. Mm -hmm. It's deposited on the inside of you. Just like he made you righteous, he also made you holy. So holiness is what he does. Purity is what you do. Sanctification is what you do. So although he made you holy, I mean, no, you've got to do the work to be pure on purpose. You can't just confess I'm holy and live unpure and believe that because he made you holy, it erases the behavior when I'm not living a pure life. And so I'm going to talk about that a little bit more later. I want to make sure I get through this. And so even though Christ made me holy, the decision for me to save myself for marriage, I mean, you know, I have to do the work of that. Not a lot of amens in here today. How I mean, you know when I'm married, the decision to remain faithful to my wife, wife, I have to do the work of that. So because he made me holy does not keep me from cheating on her. So he did his part, now I have to do my part. All right? So notice, so he tells you, I, I chose you for salvation, and I set you apart for my purpose. And that purpose is holiness. And through your belief, and that is through your belief in the truth. So notice you have to believe the truth about what he said about you. And this is so important because in the beginning, God made them male and female. God is not confused. I need a little, bit of, a little better amen in here today. God is not confused. How did he make them in the beginning? So watch this. Then we make ourselves something else. Or we would be calling God a liar. We can't be afraid to talk about this stuff in church. And allow people to say God made them that way. No, God is clear. He told you how he made them. All right? And when you go to the restroom, it should tell you what you are. If you stand up, you are a male. If you sit down, you are a female. To do number one. <laughs> Man. Somebody pray for me because I'm telling the truth today. If 
you are a female, there are three weeks out of the month that you can walk around with your pants sagging. But there's one week you can't do that. And there's a special pair of underwear that you have to wear on that week that confirms for you what you are. Somebody stretch their hands towards me right now because I told you this is grown folks today, right? So let me, let, let me. Let, <laughs> he went a little hard there. So understand that this imbalance, this declaration of us reprogramming ourselves to be something different to what God made is a device of the enemy from the very beginning. See, you have to remember that in the garden in Genesis chapter 3, he convinced Eve that she wasn't good enough as she was. So you need a little bit more. You need to eat from this tree of sin and disobedience because you're not good enough as you are. So therefore, the upgrade lies in you reprogramming how God made you. Now, never mind everything was perfect. But he tempted her, not in just one day, but over a, a process of time. And in her deception, and in her luring, and in her attraction, she invited Adam to just straight disobey. And it's in that disobedience that man fell. Why? The premise was because he was not good enough with just God by himself. And when we understand and embrace that, whether it's uh, homosexuality, or whether it's I got to lie, or whether it's I got to cheat, whether it's I got to fornicate, whether it's I got to steal, rob, kill, whatever it is, we do it because we don't think we're good enough as we are. It's good, it's good. Hence, we got to do things to cover that up. That's good, and we can take that further, right? He says we have to really believe the truth mm -hmm. right now let's move on to the marriage God said that the two shall become one I can't ask her to bring a third party in here because the three don't become one watch this even if she agrees to that that's not God's plan for our marriage it's not it's not I can't just go to her and say Let's have an open relationship. An open relationship biblically is called adultery. But people will say that, right, as long as the two of them are in agreement, they'll use other scriptures that says that the marriage bed is undefiled. No, you can't. That's not a blanket statement. If you are committing adultery, it is defiled, even if the two of you agree with that. It's just important that we talk about this stuff because this stuff creeps in the church because nobody talks about it. All right, so now. So then, dearly beloved, verse 15, stand firm with a masterful grip of the teachings we gave you, either by word of mouth or by our letter. Notice he says, stand firm, grip that. 
Now may the Lord Jesus Christ and our Father God who loved us in his wonderful grace and gave us eternal comfort and a beautiful hope, watch this, that cannot fail. So when we stick to the teachings of Christ, how I many know we can't fail? If we understand that God is love and we do everything in love and love never fails and we are in God, then if we are in God and he never fails, how I many know we never fail? That's right, regardless of what it looks like. Right. So I want to encourage everyone in here, unmarried and married, if it's not working, it's not on God's end. I want to be clear with that because he can't fail. So encourage your hearts and inspire you with strength to always do and speak what is good and beautiful in his eyes. Folks, I want to challenge you all to be people of integrity. That what you say and what you do should always agree. That's right. Right? And wherever you're at in your growth spectrum, work to become a person that what I say and what I do those two terms agree at all times. And they are consistent. Some people choose to be holy and walk in righteousness and believe God on Sunday. It may even last till Monday, but come Friday, come on now, folks online, come Friday when the bars are open till 4 o'clock in the morning now for an for, uh, uh, all-star weekend, We, we check into our social selves and then want to pick it back up come Sunday morning. No, being consistent with who you are, what you say, and how you behave. I want you to say it by faith. Online, I want you to type it in. Say, I have, I have integrity. Integrity. What I do. What I do. And what I say. And what I say. Agree. Agree. Only thing you need to type in is, I have integrity. Yes. You I need have to it. say that about yourself by faith every single day. That what I say and what I do agrees consistently and at all times. Letter A up underneath that. Know that you are loved and you are meant to be loved and respected properly. Verse 15 reminds us to be confident in God's creative force in you and his creative force in you is love understand that we teach people how to treat us in our acceptance of abusive and or negative behavior when we accept it loving yourself means defining our boundaries in righteousness and this is why we try to convince people that the first successful relationship you need to have is with God not with another person Right, Because that relationship with God will define for you how you should be treated. And then you get to a place where you, you begin to say to yourself, God doesn't treat me that way. Why should I let another person treat me that That's way? That's right. Right, And you let God begin to redefine that for you. And then all of a sudden, what people do doesn't have or hold as much weight in your life regardless of who they are or what position they hold in your life, they'll never replace God's love for you in your life. It will always take preeminence over that. Letter B, only your relationship with God can define what loving me looks like. And we just said that, so I want to read Proverbs chapter 12, verses 12, 14, verses 12 and 13. Proverbs chapter 14, 12 and 13 from the Message Bible. 
it reads this way. It says, there is a way of life that looks harmless enough. Notice what it said, look again. Can you all remember when we used to just think wrong was right? Am I the only one? Man, listen. Get all you can while you can. Come on, people. Don't look at me like that. Our people have oh, been saved their whole lives, oh, they baby. That's yeah, right. they've they, been saved. That's right. They came filled out with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, filled, filled with, the Holy, with the Holy Spirit. We are leading righteous, holy people. They can are, pray in other tongues before yeah. they can even speak English. That's right. That's how holy these people that's are. That's right. Yeah. Right? How many of y'all remember a time when things looked harmless, but they weren't as harmless as they looked? Come on, help us minister the message today. You know, just think about that ex-boyfriend. That ex-girlfriend. He looked good, though. He looked oh, he was, they were harmless. She and he were harmless at first. Some of you, it might even be an ex-wife or an ex-husband. <laughs> Somebody say, ooh, child. I'm going to get you up here because I, I, I can see you all aren't helping us out a whole lot today. So there is a way of life that looks harmless enough. See, if we just live together... It ain't that big of a deal. Yeah, we'll save some money. It's just us. It's not like we're out being with other people. Right. We're going to get married anyway. Oh. Looks harmless. As long as we don't actually do the penetration. Oh. We could do everything else up to that point, though we're not married yet. So you can get me off and I can get you off, but as long as I don't penetrate you, we didn't do nothing wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we just got to know when to stop. So we can sleep in the bed naked and yeah. we're going to make it till next year. Yep. Till we get married. Yeah. We could even put sheets in between us. So, so you that, stay on your side, I stay on my side. Right. And we never going to touch each other. Right. That looks In fact, harmless. we could set the alarm for 2 o'clock in the morning so that I can get up and go in the other bedroom or on the couch. Mm. And you can stay on the bed. Mm. Now, I don't know about you all. I haven't been saved all my life. That is not working for me right there. That is putting pressure on myself that I do not deserve, and it's opposite of Scripture. Can a man take fire in his bosom and not be burned? Talked about that last week. Talked about that a little bit on last week, right? Or in a marriage, right? So I'm just going to have lunch with her. Mm. No big deal. Looks harmless. Yep. But then while we're having lunch, I'm talking about the problems in my marriage. Yep. And, and see, we're together, but we're, we're, we're going through something right now. Right. So I don't know if we're going to really make it. I.e., the emotional affair. Looks harmless, does it? All right. How many of y'all glad you came to church today? <laughs> So there is a way that looks harmless enough, but he said, look again, it leads straight to hell. It made it plain. Sure, those people appear to be having a good time, but all that laughter will end in heartbreak. Now, wisdom will tell you if you've lived a little bit, you've seen this movie before. <laughs> My man, thanks for being honest over there. Right? If you are honest with yourself and you've lived a little bit, you've seen this movie before. Right? And you've lived it. Right? You've been in it. This looks good, but it didn't end good. All right. Now, 
Success is one of the enemy's tools for deception and destruction. Because people think because it feels good right now, it must be good. And that's one of the enemy's greatest tricks is he'll make sure you feel good today so you can be sick tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, pride versus humility. Pride is doing things your way. Humility is doing things God's way. Knowledge versus faith. Knowledge is trusting what you know. Faith is trusting what he knows. 2 Timothy 3.2 says, in the last days, pay attention, men will be lovers, verse 2, men will be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud. And when we're talking about men, we're talking about mankind. So we're talking about women as well. We'll be lovers of their own selves. If you look at social media today, everybody loves themselves. Mm. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Wow. And the list goes on. So that's love. God's love for you, your love for him, and how you love yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So number three, we're talking about logic. Life, love, and logic. You know, I love what you said earlier when you talk about being consistent and being uh, uh, what you say lining up with what you do. I wanted to add this. This is why so many children will not fall into disrespect towards their parents. One of the reasons why. Now, the enemy has just uh, has, a, has a hook of rebellion that's already in them. But when you find high levels of disrespect, high levels of disregard, Oftentimes, not every time, but oftentimes, it's because you said something that was contrary to how you behaved. Which is why after a while, those kids can't hear what you're saying past what they see you doing. And that same principle is true in any relationship. In any relationship. So then now we land on logic, because that's just logic, right? There's an example I wanted to give you that I want you to remember. How many of you are familiar with the command control alt delete? If you have a computer in this day and age, control alt delete. If there's no other keys that you know besides the power button, you know what that does. Right? What does it do? You all tell me, what does it do? Type in online, what does control alt delete do? Shuts down and restarts, right? The actual definition says it's a combination of three keys on a PC keyboard, usually labeled as such, held down simultaneously, simultaneously in order to close an application that is not responding, reboots the computer, then you log back in with its original and functional settings. Let's define logic. Remember, control, alt, delete. We're going to come back to that. Logic. What defines logic? What is logic? It says in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, a proper or reasonable way of thinking about something. Sound reasoning. A science that deals with the rules and processes used in sound thinking and reasoning. Now, there is a way in which man thinks that leads to man's results. But when our thinking aligns with God's, uh, with God's thinking, then we get God's results. Not that the enemy won't distract, won't interfere, and won't try to supersede but at the end of the day when we are grounded in him and we trust him we will see victory regardless of what it looks like right so when we talk about control all delete being pressed simultaneously 
control is giving God control. It's good. Realizing that he reigns supreme. That's real good. Alt is the short term for alternate change. When I give God supreme authority in my life, I have to change my thinking. That's good. I have to change my behavior. I have to change my expectations. I have to change my confession and my speech. And then delete. I have to delete all the garbage that was contrary to that. I'm going to give you an offering. That was so good. I'm going to give you an offering. That was so good. (laughs) Give it back when we get it. It's all mine anyway. It's all mine anyway. And guess what? You can press all three buttons simultaneously. That's good. To reset to God's original plan to your life. I'm not saying you're going to arrive, but it's just a reset. That's good. And then you can log right back in with a pre-programming of his word to get the functionality that you desire. That's so good. That's so good. Logic, sound reasoning. The reality is the world has shown you that it's foolish, that it's rebellious, that it's evil in its thinking and in its behavior. There's a right and a wrong way to do things, but it doesn't always equal good and bad. When we, uh, so let me highlight point A. Point A is to seek out God's plan for your life. Seeking out God's original plan. We're talking about, yes, relationships, but we're, again, remember, we're talking about yourself because you are the center of every relationship that you have. That's right. You cannot change your husband or your wife, dear. It cannot be done. Or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Check this. As much as you pray, confess, and fast, you can't change your mom and your daddy. But who you can change is you. And it's in the light of your life that can influence them and God allows them to change. But no one understand this, that there are some people just like Pharaoh whose heart is so hard that it's going to take all of the Jesus in you to break them down and influence change. Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, it says, They were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. I'm just one of those people that let's go back to the control or delete. I know those keys. The original plan. Let's go back to the original plan. Let's reset. Let's log back in and start back over. Yep. I'll do that on a, even a Word document. Oh, I don't know how to change all that and make that right. I'll just shut it all down. <laughs> Never mind just close pressing the little X. I just shut it all down. Right? At some point in our chaotic experiences, we have to realize that growth and change are necessary. That's so good. In our chaotic experiences, we have to realize that growth and change are necessary. What is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. Different results. Some people wonder why do they attract the same type of people? Because you keep doing this. Because you keep acting the same kind of way. 
Why is it everywhere I go there seems to be drama, but I can't stand drama? No, boo, you oftentimes are the incinerator of drama. You brought it to the party. <laughs> right? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 24, I love what it says in the message translation. Media team, if you could bring up Ephesians chapter 2, verses tw Ephesians 4, I'm sorry, yep. 22 and 24 in the message. It says, since then, we do not have the excuse of ignorance. <clears throat> Excuse me. We do not have the excuse of ignorance. Everything, and I do mean everything. This is in the message translation. I love it. It's so hood. And I do mean everything connected with that old way of life. It has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. And then take on an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. See, when you come to church and you hear the message, the message is ingested in your spirit. Whether it's going to take root or not depends on you. Not whether you like the speaker. Not whether it was deep enough for you. There's all, if the word is involved, there's always something for everyone. And he says, and just because, even if you just came to church on Sunday, there's something in there that can reproduce his character in you if you choose to believe it and apply it. That's right. But when you just, if, if it's just Sunday service and you just take that and you revel, revelated on that. Yes, I said revelated. I made a word up. Revelated. <laughs> and you just spent time chewing on that every single day, listening to it, taking notes, looking at the scripture, finding out what it means to you. How does that apply to you? Holy, allow Holy Spirit to tell you this is what you need to adjust to this. He will reproduce his character in you. And then you mess around and go get a devotional and you spend time in his word and prayer every day to add to that? Come on now. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Where you are today is a result of what and who you believe. If you're not renewing your thought process and allowing the revelation about the things of God to be your behavior, especially in your relationships, you will get the same old results. Right. Amen. That's right. How many of you have gotten frustrated with your kids because you're like, wait a minute, you know better than that. You keep doing that same thing and you know that that's going to end up here. You know you're going to get in trouble. You knew you was going to get in trouble when you did this. You were just th th counting on not being caught, right? How many of you have had that experience with your children? How many of you were kids and you had this experience as children? <laughs> you know, sneaking out the house. You knew you were wrong sneaking out the house, but you got away with it. So then you did it again. You got away with it. You didn't know that mom and daddy saw you through the window and was just waiting for you to get home and try it one more time. Right? The same behavior and a little prayer does not change kingdom living and optimum grace. You can put a little prayer on something and act the same old way. You will not get the change you're believing God for. That's right. Even if he manifested it, you wouldn't recognize it. Or you can't keep it. Or you can't keep it. I wrote down here, it's in your notes, adaptation does not necessarily equal growth. A lot of times we adapt. You know, we come to church and says, praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen. 
glory to God. We adapt to our environment. We might even adapt to being around certain people. But it doesn't necessarily equal growth. You know, have you ever been around someone and, and you know, and I don't mean to pick on people, but I'm just calling things out as, as they've unfolded, right? Things that I've experienced myself. Oh, no, let me just use me. Because I was accused, and I was. I was fronting. I was fake. Right? I'd be around my Christian friends, and I'd adapt to the Christian behavior. This is before I really made my real commitment to Christ, right? Because I told you I got saved like three or four times. <laughs> I was that rebellious child that just tried to do things my way. And I'd be around my Christian friends, and, oh, okay, yes, praise God. Oh, girl, yeah. Not cuss, not do any of that. I'm, I'm adapting to that environment. Then I get with my hoodlum friends. Yeah, girl, we need to go take care of that. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I was a, I forgot y'all all saved. You do not understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then I go to work. Hello, thank you for calling Physicians Physical Therapy Services. How are you doing? How may I help you? Right? <laughs> Three different people. <laughs> and what do we call that? Infused. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no one understands this. Once we know better, we have to do better. That's good, yeah. Once you know better, we have to do better. So I submit to you some questions to ask yourself in your assessment of logical behavior in the kingdom of God. Do you think your way into or out of difficult situations? Do you think your way into or out of difficult situations? Do maybe, perhaps, do you suffer from analysis paralysis? where I know that this is not right. I know that where this is leading, but I'm just not going to do nothing. Or you analyze it so much that all you do is analyze and it paralyzes. Oh, yeah. You know a whole lot of information about something. But never do anything. But never do anything. Do you progress or retreat when things get tough? Do you progress or retreat when things get tough? Relationships. This is what I mean when I speak to this as it pertains to relationships. When y'all, things get tough in the marriage, when things get tough, when, 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 when situations happen, do you just check out, you know, the silent treatment? I'm going to leave. I don't want to talk about it. Suppress what's really going on. Do you progress? You know what, babe? I didn't like what just happened. So, you know, let's take some time out and let's talk about this more civilly tomorrow. Or do you retreat? Well, forget you, forget you too. I'm done. Be done. I was done a long time ago anyway. <laughs> I was just waiting on you to say it. How do you think? Do you pray for how do you think? Do you pray first, seek God, and then yield to the answers that came to you, or do you default to Google, YouTube, education, past experiences, or another's experience for your answer? Yep. So once you know better, then you should what? Do better. Something you said there, babe. At some point in our chaotic experience, we have to realize that growth and change are necessary. That statement is so good for le letter B. Letter B is give it up. 
All right? I'm going to say some things here because it's important that men say these things. When we're talking about give it up, we first, number one under that, first we have to give up our bodies and the ideals of what makes us feel good from the outside in. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 from the Passion Translation says, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? How many of y'all believe God has been good to you? How many of y'all believe God has not given you what you deserve? So now he's asking the question, what is our proper response to that? He says, I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness. That means purity, experiencing all the delights, all that delights his heart, not yours. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. The King James Version says that you present your body to the Lord. As a living Holy sacrifice. acceptable, and it calls that your reasonable sacrifice or service. Now, I just want to share some things with you all. We're talking about, again here, we've got to give it up. And so I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I wasn't raised by Christian parents. I was raised by heathens. Uh, so much so, my father, when I turned 16, he brought an apartment because he thought he was a pimp. So he brought an apartment for himself and for my older brother and myself. And this is what he said to both of us. He said, uh, this apartment is for us so that we don't have to go get an apartment. So when you a all hotel. have girls, you just bring them out here. That's at 16. I mean, I know that's not good. So you're raised to believe this and think this, right? Now at the age of 22, I get saved. But I mean, a lot of that behavior comes with me. And I say at 22, I am not going to sleep with another female until I get married. But with that, how many of you know there was a process for growth? So even though I said I wasn't going to sleep with another female until I got married, I watched pornography as much as I was sleeping with females. See, we get quiet in church when we talk about this stuff. And I started justifying in my mind that pornography is better than actually sleeping with a, a person. How come I'm not getting any amens in here right now? So now in order for me to grow up, right, and I'm growing in the things of God, God is starting to deal with my heart that that's wrong. Because I can't go back then. I can't go into the video place without going in the back room. Yeah, I remember that red or black velvet curtain. You know, you got to move the curtain to go in the back room. There was a colored light back there. How you know all of that? Oh, you've been back you there. You told me. Oh, I told you. You okay. told me. All right. Can we just be grown folks in here? Because you all sitting out here like you don't know what I'm talking about. They just made it easier for you today. It's just you don't have to go in a back room. You just go right on your phone. And check this out. This is the enemy's device. And no one has to know. Just you and your little secret. You and the devil. But God knows too. God knows. So now watch this. I'm 22 years old. And I want to get married someday. And I got to start dealing with my heart that, that this is hindering me from getting married. And how many know you're not watching pornography and eating popcorn and Kool-Aid? Drinking Kool-Aid. No. 
You meant it when you said this was going to be a grown first service, didn't no, you? You are choking the chicken if you are watching that. <laughs> Hello! Or you are doing other things if you are female. But I don't know anybody sitting there watching that and reading their Bible at the same time. Watching that and listening to praise and worship music. I only speak for myself. And so now God is dealing with me, right? And so in God dealing with me, I'm talking about give it up. Because some of you all need to give it up. See, Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. I mean, now you can be 40 years old and still be a boy. Right? And so God is dealing with me. So the way he's dealing with me, I got to go to every place that I have a membership at, and I've got to withdraw my membership. Oh, I've got to tell the person that I'm have? a Christian now and I don't want to live this way anymore and I can't come here without renting these movies, so I want to cancel my membership. And I just want to take this down the road because we're running out of time. I want to wrap it up. So now God said, because I can't be in the house, although I'm not going to the place to order the movies, I got HBO and Cinemax and Showtime. So at 11 o'clock on Friday nights, boy, I brought my, hello, <laughs> Cinemax after dark. <laughs> then God deals with me again. I'm going to show you the scripture he gave me. He says, get rid of the cable. So when we get married, I don't have cable television. And she asked me why. I said, because I had a problem with lust and pornography that I did not want to bring into our marriage. Watch this. Being honest with her allowed her to become my accountability partner. So I couldn't punish her and not have cable television. Right? So now we have cable television, but she has all the passcodes. And we don't have those other channels. But even if... I want to make sure I finish this. Bit. Okay. So I want you all to understand this. Don't miss this. You can go 10 years free from stuff. And it just takes one something to trigger that. And then 10 years of freedom will take you right back into bondage if you don't guard this area of your life and give it up. That's good. That's good. That's good. So. What did God show me? Matthew 5, 23 says, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body be cast into hell. Now, how many know he wasn't telling me to pluck my literal eye out? He was saying, get rid of what's causing the sin. Get rid of it. Folks, I have to be honest with myself. There's just certain things I can't handle. And if I give my, myself access to it, I will sin, even today. Listen to me. 
I play around with another female, I will commit adultery. That's why you must cut it off. Come on, I need a little bit, of, little bit better amen in that. And I just use that as an example. I mean, no, Christians have all kind of vices. It's not a praying and fasting issue. It is a cut it off issue. If you don't give yourself access, nothing will tempt you that you don't have access to. I'm going to just stop right there. Your next point. Let's close it out as quick as we can. Oh, this next point. Whew. You want me to go ahead and go right to the end? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so the last one was point number three. Def decide for whom and oh, no, what. No, no, no. I, no. You see that? Just close it out. Okay. All right. You just skip my whole point. Just close it out? Yeah. You want to get that in later? Yeah. Let's all stand to our feet. <laughs> How many of y'all recognize and acknowledge some areas in your life? Don't sit in here and act holy now. I will call you up here. How many of y'all recognize and acknowledge some areas of your life that you need to cut some stuff off? Man, if you don't raise your hand, look, see, look here. I just asked a question. I'm telling you, it's everyone in this room, including me, including her. Raise your hand if you have areas in your life that you know, raise your hand online. Don't think I can't see you just because you're in your living room or you're watching from somewhere. I see you. Raise your hand. The eye of the Lord is upon you. <laughs> now, I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to really minister to you right now. Lift both hands towards heaven. Could you all just play me something soft right there? And if you all need to, because don't sit there and act like you don't have these. So if you don't want to play right now and you just need to take care of something personally with God, I'm telling you, I have multiple areas like this. That if I play around with it, man, it's not just one area for me. It's multiple areas. And listen, it doesn't necessarily have to just pertain to sexual or physical sins. You know, someone had written in a question, how do I stop myself from going off, controlling my mouth? Some of us just need to give up and put in control, put in place a 10-second rule. Yeah. So lift your hands to the Father and let the Holy Spirit begin to minister to your heart about areas where you need to cut some things out. Cut it off. Hallelujah. From that text, he's specifically talking about areas that lead you to sin. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. talk about the practical side to that I mean you know even though God gave me that verse I still had to go do something for me it was going physically to the places that I had membership and canceling the membership then it led to coming home and getting rid of the cable for a season so 
until I could get control of this area of my life. Right? And so it's not just saying I'm going to cut it off. It's also devising a plan and a strategy where you act on what you confess today so that you actually can remove the temptation from your life. Which may warrant a conversation. Some of you need to just block some people in your life. Husbands and wives, your greatest accountability partner should be your spouse. Don't suffer in silence. By me telling her, it liberated me. And it allowed her to help me. And brought us closer. Brought us closer together. Because look, if I watch that all day long, she's going to start to look different to me. And then a lot of guys asking themselves, I'm just not attracted to you anymore. Well, well guess what? Then what are you attracted to? Because it, it wasn't that you just stopped being attracted to her. Now you're attracted to something else. Which is why even with consent, it's very dangerous to allow pornography into your marriage. Or any sin. Because you have a false setting in your programming. None of that which will cause it to, to, to you get the blue screen after a while. Control, alt, delete, and reset. Lift your hands to the Father again. I want you to be serious with God today. If you're watching online, lift your hands to the Father. I want you to be serious with God today. You have a real enemy out there, and he is not playing with your life. Sin ultimately leads to death. So don't let him make you feel good today because his ultimate goal is to destroy you tomorrow. Yep. And God has given us a solution for that. And that solution is found in a personal relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. So if you're in this room today or you're watching online and you don't have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, I desire to pray with and for you today. Let's get the first relationship together yes. that will strengthen you against all bad relationships. Secondarily, you might say, Pastor, I'm already saved, but I know God is not pleased with the way that I'm living. I, I need to hit the control or delete button. I need to reset. I need to rededicate my life to Christ, to, to God today. I need to come back to God. If that's you today and you want to repent, and come back to Christ. I want to pray with and for you. If you don't have a church home, we believe every sheep needs a shepherd. You can join online. You can physically join in this building today. Everyone needs to be connected and planted somewhere. The Bible says that where you're planted, you will flourish. So don't be a long ranger out there just roaming around on your own. Get yourself under some shepherds. And if God has confirmed that this is where he wants you to be, my wife and I will be happy to receive you. So I gave three invitations out there today. I'm getting ready to publicly pray over the first two and then give an invitation for the third. So if everyone in the room and watching online, if you would, just put your hand over your heart and repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe, I believe that, Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Is the Son of God. I, believe I believe that He died 
died, rose from the grave, from the and grave. he is alive right now. Alive right Lord, now. Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, into my heart and save me, now. save me now. As a result, As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth, I with my mouth what I believe in my heart, I, in my heart. I am right now, I am right now born, again, born again, and all my sins, all my sins are forgiven. In Jesus, name. in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God a real good praise in this praise place God. today. Now, like anything else, faith requires action. You just applied your faith by making that prayer, and you prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart. Now, your action step, your next step is to let us know about that. So if you're in this room today and you believe you just gave your life to Christ, or you just rededicated your life, or you want to join Linked Up Church, would you identify yourself by the lifting up of your hand right where you're standing right now? Would you shoot your hand straight up in the air? You just gave your life to Christ, you just rededicated your life to Christ, or you desire to join Linked Up Church? Is there anyone in this room like that today? Would you lift your hand? Do we have overflow? Or in the overflow, thank you, babe. Is there anyone in the overflow today? or in the overflow today, uh, just let us know. Anyone, lift your hand right now. Lift it up as high as you can. Anyone like that? Lift it up, keep it up as high as you can. Anyone in the room like that? You gave your life to Christ, you want to come back, or you, you rededicated your life to Christ, or you desire to join Linked Up Church. All right, we are with all family in the room. If you're watching online right now, I want you to take your next step. Wherever you're at right now, and text Get Connected to the number on your screen. He was raising his hand. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. He was raising his hand. Who was that? Kevin was raising his hand. Kev, did you see something? Okay. All right. Just text get connected to the number on your screen. That is your next step if you're watching online. Thank you so much for watching our online service. We certainly don't take that for granted. And if you enjoyed today's message and you want to get connected with us, we encourage you to become a part of our online community. That's right. And you can do that by subscribing to our YouTube channel, sharing this video with a friend and following us on social media. Don't forget to meet us right here on this channel every Sunday for our services. If you desire to help us reach more people just like yourself and advance the kingdom of God, then click the Give button now. This will allow us to connect more people to God, their families, their purpose, and their communities. Thank you again for watching our service on today, and we'll, we'll see, see you next week. week.